Welcome to the Church Doctors Podcast with Scott and Marla Sheely. The Church Doctors Podcast is brought to you by Outpouring International. Love God, love people. Well, happy day to you, everybody out there listening. I'm Scott Sheely, and I'm here with my wife. I'm Marla. And we decided to do a, a podcast today. We really haven't done one together. We did an intro, but it wasn't... We weren't discussing anything of you know major importance or but anything. But we have enjoyed bringing all the other guests oh on. Oh my goodness, yes. We've had some amazing testimonies, uh, friends that have been on here that have shared uh, amazing things, that uh, some tragedies and some hardships and then uh, other victories and triumphs that have come out of that. And uh, there's, there's a a bunch of rich stuff already been recorded back down the list. You need to make sure you go back and check those. Speaking of victories, we just got off the phone with a husband and wife that called from Colorado asking for prayer. And we just got a text um, just seconds ago saying we're seeing a difference already in our bodies. So praise the Lord. That's right. God is still healing today. That's right. And we, uh, we just enjoy uh, seeing God demonstrate His goodness, you know, without the without the Lord demonstrating His goodness, and where we can see His goodness, uh, uh, it it would be a kind of a dry faith that we have in God. Like, oh, I hope this is working, right? <laughs> <laughs> but people are getting healed, the lame are walking, yes. the, the blind can see, yes, and uh, the deaf can hear, and. And uh, that's all part of what Jesus said. That's how we know the kingdom of God's here. And uh, so the subject that we decided that we wanted to talk about today is what is wait, the... Wait, wait. Don't you have a drum roll? Oh, I do have a drum roll. Hold on. Let me see if I can hit the right button. No, I don't remember which one it is. We have a new uh, board. Let me try and it. And he's got some um, sounds. This one. No. <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. Okay, this one. Okay, that's good, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a drum roll. Okay, this one. Nope. Yeah, yeah no. This one. Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a drum roll there. I thought you had a drum roll. Ooh, a heartbeat. It's the heartbeat of God right there. Okay, I'll quit pushing buttons. Okay, okay what I'll was have the to... white one for? Did that's you push our rollout. Oh, that's, okay. That's... Well, never mind. No drum roll. <laughs> Okay, I take the hint. I'll have to get us a drum roll. Have to get one. But anyway, we're we're going to talk about, you know, how do you know what the truth is? Oh. In the How Bi- do you discern the truth? Yeah, in the Bible that's called discernment. Mm-hmm. And there's a gob of scriptures in the Bible that mm-hmm. talk about that uh knowing the truth uh number 1 I think is that knowing the truth comes out of love. That uh all the gifts of the Spirit, the way we operate, the the reason why we can hear God's voice at all is because uh, that He loves us. And He is love. So if we know <laughs> Him and He's in us, then we can know the truth because truth comes Ooh, from love. And then it'll set us free to That's complete right. the rest of that scripture. So, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So you know, that on the... On the internet, on Facebook, uh, at church, uh, on everywhere, even on podcasts. <laughs> I mean, how do you know when when somebody says something or or quotes something from the Bible 
how do you know it's the actual truth? Because there's lots of opinions, especially this day and age. How do you, how do you know what the truth is? Well, I looked up what does discernment mean, and it means to understand or know something through the power of the Spirit. So, yeah, so uh, it's the power of the Spirit. That To me, that's like the 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 big spotlight should be on that word. So uh, there's a spirit behind every communication. It's either the spirit of this world or it's the spirit of God. The spirit of this world wants to control, manipulate. It's got selfish motives. Um, there's there's something there's something a little bit off. Like the favorite way the the devil likes to deceive the world is the same way he deceived Adam and Eve. He said, uh, you know, he he quoted what God said, but then he just twisted it just a little bit, and and they believed him. You know, I I just thought of uh, an example of that. We just returned from Mexico, and um, Mexico City, and while we were there. Um, when we were down in the town square, the main area, there was a lot of protesting going on, a lot of military presence, um, because people were protesting their new president. And we were told that the Christians and the churches, everybody voted for this guy because he was conservative. He was this great, you know, he's going to be perfect for Mexico. And he got into office, and now that he's showing his true colors and He's communist. And now there's an uprising of the people because he is not what he they what he said he was. And I believe that people um that that in this day and age Satan is doing everything he can to twist, just like back in the days of Adam and Eve, just to twist the truth enough that it sounds right, but it's it's wrong. It's it's evil. Yeah, and he, he even convinced the the church down there to to support him yeah. and get behind him. And yeah, and that shouldn't have been. Uh, where was the discernment? Yeah, where were the spiritual people that were listening to the heart of God on the matter? And so, uh, you know, even if we do discern things, sometimes you know it's it's out of our ability to, by ourselves to to stop it. But at least we would know ahead of time, <laughs> you know. So uh so like for instance in in 1 John 4 1 it says don't believe every spirit test them. Mm. And uh so um God's spirit when when we became born again our spirit man is what came alive again. We still have the same body, we still we still have the same memory. I mean God didn't wipe us out and bring a whole new you. He brought a whole new you in your spirit man. So you became a new creation in Christ Jesus, but he he speaks to us by his spirit. Even when we're reading the written word of God, we need to listen to his spirit because you can interpret the written word of God and and twist it around to meet what what your expectations are, right? Yeah, so that makes me have a question. Okay, question, right. question time. <laughs> Number one. It's a good thing we don't rehearse this ahead of time. <laughs> I like throwing things out at you. All right. Um, so a lot of times people say, pray about it, and if you get a piece about it, then it must be okay. And I'm just wondering if that's really true. Because 
I've heard Christians say I I had a piece about it, and then everything just went haywire, <laughs> went yeah. bad, or went south. And I've seen people, you know, on Facebook or whatever social media, and they'll post something. I'm going to do this. I've got a piece about it, and then their life is just a wreck. And you know. Is it because they wanted that thing so much that they felt at peace or were they really discerning the voice of God? That's right. So that's the question. So when we're talking about specifically discernment, I mean, the, the peace of God's awesome. I mean, when you can tell that that's genuinely the spirit of God and his his peace is upon you, it, yeah, you 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 know what that is, but but that's why we're talking about this is all happening in us in the spirit realm. So you can be you can be convinced that uh, the only way out of this is to run away from this relationship and go start over, or run away from this church, or um, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry this guy even though everybody else is telling me not to because I don't think there's ever going to be anybody else and he said he loves me and I'm going to marry him. We've seen this happen over and over when we pastored churches. It was just heartbreaking. Like, well, what's the hurry? Why don't you wait just a little bit and and test this out and see if it's God. If it's God, he'll still be there. It's not going anywhere if he loves you, if he said he loves you and it's truly love. And yet people will, like, it's like they're on a a a steamboat. I mean, wow! They just plow right in, and they they don't stop. They don't they don't uh, they don't ask anybody else for wisdom. They don't they don't check with their own heart. They it it, it is. It's like an emotional decision. Decision. I an think. emotional peace. An emotional peace. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, a spiritual peace. Jesus said, "My peace I give you, uh, but not as the world gives." Do I give you? And so there's a there is a peace that comes out of the earth, out of the fleshly realm, where maybe you're just there's no hard things going on, and there's no challenges happening, and you think everything's all great. Uh, but the peace of God's different. It's it's a peace that passes my understanding. It's it's where you can have peace where you shouldn't have peace. Right. <laughs> That's kind of what that means. Where and I don't understand how I can have peace in this set of circumstances. It looks pretty rough, but I I feel peaceful. I feel the peace of God. That's that's when you know you have the peace of God. Yeah. So but that's not just one that I mean that is just one way you can uh, have discernment is through the peace in your heart or through the spirit. But I think another way is uh having wise counsel. That's right. So in the in the counsel of many there is wisdom. That's uh like out of Proverbs, I think, Scott, Scott Sheely quote, <laughs> quote right there. But uh, And if I'm wrong, that I'm sorry, but uh, I think that's right. But anyway, what that means is, is that, um, you know, for instance, in the body of Christ, there's um, uh, one will have the gift of prophecy, one will have the gift of miracles, you know, the list of, of the gifts of the Spirit are there. Well, one of those gifts is discernment. So that's a person that discerns discerns uh, on steroids like they know when there's angels in the room they know when there's demonic presence in the room they know when uh, when somebody's telling the truth i mean they can dis- they discern everything like on in a hyper way because that's their actual gift but everybody everybody uh can have discernment 
And But my point is, is that there's people in the body of Christ that this is their gift. And if we go to them uh, and, and ask, you know, all of your trusted friends around you, your pastor or different ones, uh, what, what do you think about this? And then listen, not just with your understanding, but listen with your, your spirit, man. Listen with your spirit ears. You have, you have spirit ears, Jesus said. And uh, if you listen and it, and it tastes good down in your spirit, man, this is so hard to put words to, you know, describing spiritual things, but <laughs> down inside <laughs> your knower, you have a knower inside your, inside of you. And, and when the truth comes, it's like, I know that's Jesus. I've tasted that love before. It's, it's the same love. You can't, you, you know, discerning the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth is Jesus. He said, I am the truth and the life, right? Right. And so when, when Jesus loved you into the kingdom and he, 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 uh, he took your place and paid for your sins and you became born again, you, you know his voice, you, you know his love. And so compare the love of Jesus in your spirit, man, compare that to that, to the question you have, is this true? Is it, is it true or is it false? Is it, is it the devil trying to trick me? Um, is this a bad doctrine? There's bad doctrines out there. Church, there's churches right now, even where right here where we live, they, they're not ter- teaching the truth. They're just teaching what's mm-hmm. popular and what they think will keep people coming to church. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to give an example, something in our own life. Um, we've been, uh, people may not know this, but for several years now we've lived in an RV. And we have a rented spot here in Kalispell. And when we moved here, we just knew that God was going to provide a house for us. And um, we got here right when COVID hit and the market just went berserk. And we said, we're not going to buy a house at that rate. And so we just um, lived in our RV and winter and spring, summer, fall, you know, and so we've been doing that for a couple of years. Well, just recently, about um, two months ago, maybe, we had a couple come to us and say, hey, we really feel like you're supposed to rent our apartment or our house. It's in a house. It's not an apartment. It's a house. It's a three-bedroom, uh, three-bath, you know, multi-living room area, a large home. And we're like, well, thank you very much, but, and it's on a golf course and we're like, thank you. But honestly, um, that's just not in our, uh, price range, number one. And number two, we know that you use that house as a a rental thing in the summer. And we don't know if we'll find a house by the time, you know, summer comes around. So if we, you know, rent it, then we'll lose our RV spot and et cetera, et cetera. So they, they talked to us about it and we went home and prayed about it and slept on it. And the next morning we just felt like we were supposed to do it. And, um, which didn't make any sense to us because we're not, uh, well, it just didn't. And here we are now we're living in the home that they offered to us and um, by faith, we did it. And we have felt such a peace in the whole thing. And we were like, okay, 
we did it, but now how are we going to pay the rent and all that? And then we went to Mexico City. That means you didn't have work to do. Well, I mean, you didn't have a job while that was happening and an income. And then we get back and not only did God provide our rent for that month, but for a couple months. And so we felt such a peace about it now. Um, and and such an excitement about being in this home. Um, so we know, so sometimes things don't add up in the natural, is what I'm trying to say. They don't add up in the natural, but there's a spirit realm that you live in, and you do it by faith, and and you hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you for your family, and then he provides for you during those times when you think, how's this going to work? That's right. So that... That scripture that comes up after you told that story was lean not unto your own understanding, mm-hmm. but in, in all, all your ways, ways acknowledge, acknowledge him. him and he will direct your path. So how do you know which path to take? Uh, somebody tells you you need to go this way or that way or study this in school or you know they try to help guide you. But the one that guides you is Jesus and his word. And so... Uh, we're talking about how do you know what's true? What's what's the truth? And so God put his spirit on the inside of you. If you're a believer and you know Jesus, you have his spirit on the inside of you. And you, you're you held responsible for deciding, the, you know, things in your life. Uh, uh, you know, God gives you the freedom to do that. And uh, you can't, you can't just go by what everybody else is saying. One of the most destructive things that I've seen happen is um, people get stuck in traditions of the past. There's there's traditions that uh, Christians hold yeah. so dear, like you have to read this translation of the Bible, or you have to believe this way or that way. And uh, I'll tell you what, reading history like I have, I've read, I don't know, dozens and dozens of books on revival and every time that God poured out His Spirit on the earth and did a new thing, a new revelation came, uh, healing was poured out, or Azusa Street, when that's the most notable one in our generation, our days, when the whole Holy Spirit uh, baptism was poured out and people spoke in tongues and there was, um, you know, little kids were prophesying and the Spirit of God was moving strong. Well, that that swept the whole earth and affected Christianity everywhere except for in some churches, they said, no, that can't be God. That's not how he does it. I don't understand that. It's weird. So anytime God did a new thing in every single revival, there's always been a part of the church that won't accept it. Like, oh, that's scary. That's, I don't understand it. And so they just say no, and they don't check. They don't ask God, is this you? You know, you said that uh, the revival affected the, those people, but it not only affected those people or the world, but it affected generations to come. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I meant by affected the world. It just kept going and going and go farther and farther and farther. The repercussions of yeah, it. Yeah, like a wave, it swept the world. And, and still today, I mean, the that that revelation, that move of God, it just it, it, uh, profoundly affected the way... Uh, the way we do church and the way we understand the Bible and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, I just, I just want, I just wanted to talk about, you know, how do you know the truth? If, if there's nobody telling you how to know the truth, then you're just trusting 
everybody else's understanding of what the truth is. You know, do you do you trust your life with everything your grandma said or everything your pastor said or uh, the, the way your denomination says you have to believe or are you listening to the spirit of God? He's in you. God's alive. He's not he didn't he didn't set the Bible in place and and set the church in place and then just sit down and cross his arms and say, "Okay, Figure it out yourself, <laughs> and and I gave you everything you need. No, he's with us and alive with us and walking with us moment by moment. Jesus is the ultimate counselor. He he has wisdom that we need. Um, I was reading in John two, verse well twenty three through twenty five. It says, while Jesus was at the Passover feast the number of his followers began to grow and he and many gave their allegiance to him because of all the miraculous signs they had seen him doing so he was getting quite a following he was doing great things here on the earth everything was going great but it says in verse 24 but jesus did not yet trust himself to them because he knew how fickle human hearts can be he needed no one to tell him about human nature for he fully understood what man was capable of doing and so he had insight. He had he knew what the father was telling him, you know, don't don't do that. Don't trust him yet. Don't get too excited about all this that looks like it's going right. And we have to get to that point where we have to just trust God that he knows what's best for us. Because right. it's really easy to look at, hey, things are going great. I must be doing the right thing. I must be on the right track. Or everything is going to be great for me. But God knows what's ahead, and he knows He knows man's heart, and he knows what's best for us. And if we will tap into that in the spirit realm, then we will see the goodness of God in our lives. That's right. And so every day, uh, it's part of everything we do. Uh, your mind is making thousands and thousands of decisions every day. You're your brain and your your emotions and and your heart are you you're talking to yourself they call it self talk some people berate themselves and say bad words to themselves inside their own head but uh but all those voices your own voices and the voices of the world and all that which what do you listen to how do you know how do you know what's the truth or how do you how do you develop like you say you said uh you know walk it out and follow the spirit of god but what what does that mean? I think it reminds me of another scripture, Hebrews five fourteen. He says uh, just a part of it. It says discernment increases by practice. Ooh, and so uh, that's good. Maybe you're just hearing this and going, "Man, I've never really sat before God and asked Him questions like this." You know, is this true or is that true? And when a new thing comes up, is that true or that true? And and so practice discerning all the time. Uh, and as you, you know, it's right there in Hebrews, it says to practice. So the more you do it, apparently the better you get at it. Mm, that's good. I remember even, uh, I'm, I'm a, I was, uh, I do construction or, and I used to do a lot, have had a business and, and uh, we would hire people or we were camp directors at Camp Victory in Manford, Oklahoma for 11 years and we had we got the opportunity to hire and fire people uh to help us work at the camp and how do you know who you know 
how do you know if what they said is true about themselves and are they going to do a good job? And especially in a Christian setting where there's going to be children involved, you know, you got to really be, you got to be really sharp about who you pick to help you. And uh, so we would never do that alone. Like Marla and I would do it together. And the reason why is because I think that women have a sharper ability to discern than men. I think the, when, when God made woman, that's that must be the part that got taken out of man. He put it in. <laughs> he put it in women to know to be able to discern what's what's true, what's what's right, and what's evil. And uh, so we would do that. And I would interview somebody and go, "Man, that was perfect." And then I'd go s- talk to Marla and ask her what she thought. And she goes, "Nah, there's something, something there's not something right not about right. them." And you know, it's not that she had a crystal ball and she knew what was the truth and if they were lying or not, there was just this witness on the inside of her spirit where Holy Spirit was saying, no, there's something wrong. And the Holy Spirit... And it, not, it might not have been that the person had evil intent or anything like that. It just the wasn't right the fit. right fit. Well, either way, I mean, he would never tell us the problem or what it was. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't. It's not our job to fix the people. It's our job to love them. But, you know, you can apply that to any decision that you're making. You know, if if you know you don't make good decisions, don't trust yourself for the next decision you're going to make that's going to gonna have repercussions like who to marry, where to go to school, where to live, what car to buy. You know, some of the things that can, you know, every decision matters, really. I mean, if, you're, if you truly have a heart for pleasing God, then you want all of your thoughts, all of your actions to glorify Him. So that's every decision should be something that you're leaning into Holy Spirit. Sometimes, uh, what about driving around? Have you ever had Holy Spirit go, nope, don't go that way? Yeah. And that's the way you always <laughs> go. But he's like, no, go the other go way. Go a different direction. And sure enough, there'll be a, an accident or the train broke down and you would have had to wait for minutes. Or a minutes. sale or at <laughs> some place, store that you wouldn't have known about. <laughs> and then you need to have discernment on whether you should spend that money at that sale, right? I'm, just throwing that in. I extra. remember one time. I don't. This is kind of off topic here a little. Maybe uh, one time we were doing an interview at the camp, and this this uh, guy came in. He was applying for the maintenance position, and I don't know if you interviewed him first or if I did. I think I did. And he came in, and we sat down, and and immediately I recognized that he had a new pair of jeans on because he had left all the tags on. He forgot and to take the And he forgot to take off. out off the stickers and, you know, the sticker that goes, you know, down the leg yeah. and the, the one. And so he was a nice guy. I liked him. I thought he's going to be great. And uh, then I told him, I said, you before you go in with Scott, you might want to take all the tags off. You know, I just was being nice, you know. And he got kind of embarrassed. But he ended up being a really a great yeah, he loved employee. Jesus. He loved Jesus. Yeah. Him and his, him and his wife and family became quite an asset to the camp. But um, that was just a little side note, funny thing to, you know. It was funny. You can do one of your little sounds right there. So because how did that connect I, it to didn't, discernment? It didn't. It was just cute because I remembered about Eric and his oh hiring people. Yeah, okay. and he his stickers, his so don't tags. Let, don't let what you see. In, <laughs> I'm going to help you. My goodness, you can don't do one let, of those sounds again. <laughs> I think it's this don't, one. No, no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Stop pushing buttons. So, you know, don't let what you see in the natural. Uh, make your decision. Sometimes, 
like we mentioned before, sometimes obeying God is scary. Sometimes he'll ask you to do something that makes no sense at all. Uh, uh, maybe you're supposed to hire the guy that looks like a he's bumbling and couldn't put two right. cents together to make a, a nickel, right? Right, I mean, right. Come on. I mean, uh, I'm going to trust this guy, and he's wearing pants with, with stickers on it yeah. from the store, you know, but at least he was... Maybe he stole them. I don't know. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted the job so bad, he, he, he was dressing up new, and yeah. putting new clothes on. That's uh-huh. what he did. Uh-huh. And uh, so anyway, so so we don't lean upon our, our own understanding, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And that's not just the written word of God, that's the alive voice of God. He's still speaking today. It's not It's not only the written page. I think sometimes people forget that God's alive and they only depend on the written page and then they can't, they can't read the word of God and get anything out of it. It doesn't make them alive. It's just information, even though it's the holy word of God. The, the Bible comes alive when we read it with discernment, when when we're when we know we can tell that Holy Spirit is highlighting something out of the Word of God and it it feeds us and and changes the way we think about God and ourselves and and our fellow man, wow, that's discernment. That's knowing that the Spirit of God said that to us. But you can also read the Word of God and then the devil's lying to you about, well, you know, that's talking about you and you're really important and people should hear you on this because you're smart. You're you really understand the Word of God good, and He just pushes you over with your pride. And so we need to, we need to give all access to our heart and our mind to Holy Spirit. <laughs> so do we just wait until we have these big decisions and big things no, to but, use the discernment, or should I mean, we start with start, little things? Start with, I mean, at least... I mean, if you're if, little obediences, for sure, the big ones. But, <laughs> I mean, please, but uh, but Holy Spirit helps you with everything. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah, uh, one of the most amazing stories in the Bible about this is King Solomon. Uh, God, you know, he he inherited the kingdom uh, from his father David uh, through a bunch of different. <laughs> circumstances that happened. But anyway, he ends up being king. And he pray he has a dream. And in the dream he asks God for wisdom to govern all of these people, all these thousands and thousands of people in this nation, because he's kind of intimidated about being king. And and uh God was amazed that he he could have asked for victory over his enemies forever. He could have asked for riches he could have asked for anything, but what he what he wanted the most was to have the ability to discern between good and evil, and that's discernment. I, yeah, I mean, and then what? But what that comes out of is wisdom. Mm-hmm. What God gave him was wisdom, mm-hmm. and wisdom out of in Proverbs uh, says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So maybe for the place to start is to realize that God's God and you're not. You <laughs> you good. don't know it all. Right? Neither does your pastor, neither does whoever you whoever's book you're reading. Neither do I on this podcast. Every every amount of information that's coming in in your imagination in uh on online, on TV, anywhere, any kind of information that's coming in, you need to test it mm-hmm. with with wisdom because of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is not we're afraid of God. We're in awe of him. He's amazing. He's awesome. He's 
he's so powerful and mighty and strong and able to help us. He, you know, he's God. There's so many words to describe him. And, and so because we respect him and are in awe of him, we don't want to do anything that would remove us and, and maybe like shooting our own selves in the foot, like self-inflicted pain. We don't want to take, uh, cut off the blessings of God because of our own decisions. Because God gave us a free will. He's allowing us to decide right from wrong. And when when we fear God, we want to please Him with all of our heart. We want to be the best lovers of people in the world. We want to be the most powerful uh, prophets and healers and, you know, uh, seeing in the Spirit and cooperating with God and all of the things that maybe you've never gotten into or understand. All of these things are just normal things in the Bible, and you can know whether it's true or not by asking Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, is this the truth? Or is this uh, twisted enough to coming from the evil one trying to knock me off course? You know, I thought it was really good there for a time uh, you were uh, just praising God. And I think that if we come into his courts with praise and just begin to thank him for his great his greatness, uh, for who he is, and and we start there. Thank him that we can hear his voice. We can hear his voice. Just begin to magnify the Lord. Then when, we, when we're in that, uh, when we've entered into those courts with praise, then we're in the courts. We can then begin to hear in that throne room, the 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 answer to our questions. Right. Even if we never even get the time to ans- ask the question, we yeah. just have spent time praising Him that's and glorifying we, Him. That's where we started the whole show. the The love of God is the beginning of of everything. It's the beginning of your spiritual walk. It's the beginning of your spiritual gifts. It's the beginning of you discerning good from evil. It's it's the beginning of you. Uh, walking out your ministry in the earth. Every one of you is a minister, the Bible says, of reconciliation. And so I I just uh, want to encourage you, you know, this is this is for you. God God said he he would keep you and watch over you. And the way he does that is he gives you the ability to to discern, to understand the difference between good and evil. And it's so distorted in this day and age in every place in our government, in our school systems, and it's uh, crept into our churches. And so that's why we just thought, wow, it'd be a great topic for today. Well, since we're the church doctors, (laughs) we have to give a prescription or at least some kind of something they can walk out this week to practice discernment so they can exercise that. Yeah, we just just pray that... uh, You'll be reminded by Holy Spirit when it's time for a decision, when uh, a thought of sadness comes in your heart or depression or discouragement, like, oh, this is never going to work. This will never happen. All the nevers and won't and can't and never has and has always been like that. Whenever those thoughts come in your head, recognize that you're making a decision to agree with that or not. You're you're either listening to your own heart and your your what you've been taught or you're listening to the spirit of god there's there's either a, there's either a voice of truth or it's not truth a half truth is not truth <laughs> so there's either one or the other and so i just encourage you to tap into the fact that even in our thought life in every part of our life you're making decisions you're you're deci- you're deciding i'm agreeing with the fact that I'm always going to succeed 
God's ways, God's plans for me are for good and not for evil. I agree. I agree with that, that he loves me and that his love is more than enough for me. And I'm totally pleased by that love. When you, when you, when you say yes to that, and then the, all the other voices that are trying to describe you in a, in a negative manner, you, you say, no, that's not the truth. The, the word of God says, this is who I am. This is how he loves me. And I'm not going to think that about myself. So just start talking back to your thoughts. Start after you discern the truth, then say what the truth is. Uh, and you'll see that your garden will grow. You'll be better at discerning the truth. And your life will t- immediately change. And everybody around you will notice it. So I just double dog dare you to ask Holy Spirit every time there's a decision to be made. Hey, Holy Spirit, what's the truth? Yeah, amen. that's good. And uh, we would love it if you would uh, like our podcast, share our podcast, write in, tell us what your questions are or um, what your thoughts are about what we're sharing. And uh, we would love to share those here on the air. That's right. Thanks for listening today with Marla and I on The Church Doctors. Hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on The Church Doctors Podcast. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at outpouringintl.com.